Three, two, one, chocolate. Audio. Chocolate audio. Okay. Three, two, one, R. Kelly. Let's do it again. I, I was... Now that... <laughs> Before I wasn't thinking. Now I'm thinking too much, so I, not, I can't. Okay, I can't. I was going Chocolate Factory, the R. The R. Kelly. That's where album. I was going to go, but I right. couldn't get the words out. I okay. was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Willy Wonka. That's where I was going. Three, two, one. Candy. Eagle. Eagle candy. Uh, America. Uh, uh, three, two, one. Bubblegum. United gum. States. Bubblegum. United States. I was going bubblegum because I was thinking, like, what do American, what's the most all-American candy? Okay, all right, okay, well, no, we got this, we got this. Last one, and then we, we might just not be on the same page for this episode. Right, we, okay. We, we, I, believe, I believe in us, though. I believe in us, though. I believe okay. in us, though. Three, two, one, travel. fire. Nah. I was fire at travel. travel. Yeah, fire, travel. Okay, all right. Three, two, one, Plane. hell. I was thinking the crash. You just you I was thinking the, I, I was thinking I was thinking the crash, but you was thinking the hell. And we not that far apart, man. If you ask me. Yeah, we 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 will meet somewhere in the middle. Okay, we'll figure it out in the episode. So we're not melded this episode, but you know we got to keep it going. The show must go on. We are uh, divergent paths, but we got to come together to form like Voltron. Let's get into the show. Yeah, obvious. We got a problem here, and it's more than just obvious. Dreaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Laughing nonstop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us. Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza. An option is the way take it to the grave, have moving to the place. You already know when they take the case, laugh the pain away. It's affirmative Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Fran, what's going on, man? How's life? How you doing? Life is good, man. Uh, NBA is back tonight. NBA um, is back. NBA is back. You know, I, I'm a gambler, so you know, I'm excited about that. So uh, yeah, I've been meaning to give you an intervention, man, because it's starting to get. <laughs> at first, at first, it was a couple months ago, it was kind of cute. You'd be like, "Yeah, part." You started using words in our everyday conversation that I wasn't used to hearing, except in like. Uh, Goodfellas or The Sopranos or something like that. You're like, yeah, I parlayed the, you know, they gave me the spread and mm-hmm. all these things. And, and, and you know, that was cute and everything. But now I'm starting to be like, do you have, are you, are you obsessed? Ever since they brought, I remember when we went to Orlando, you were like, they don't let you do, yeah. they don't, the state doesn't let you gamble here. Yeah, that was man, the first was, time I saw like yeah, the addiction like, yeah, part, man, part of it. Nice. I'm going crazy. I can't, it's not loading. Oh, I was, I was, it was, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get back home. <laughs> are you good, man? Like, is this, listen, are you, is this becoming like an addiction or is this just like a fun, it's a fun thing. It makes the games more exciting. That's kind of how I was a couple years yeah. ago with like draft games and stuff. It's both. It's, it's both. both. Yeah, the it's, addiction is part both. of it too. Yeah, I can, I can, I bet when I can afford to lose, I do 50 cent dollar bets. Right. I don't. Okay, so it's not out of control. You're no, not taking, I, I'm, I'm going to try to flip no, the mortgage. I'm, I'm going to try to no, flip the mortgage. Man, no, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't have it that bad where I'm like. I could take this five hundred dollars, flip it. No, I'm. Uh-huh. I do. I have a budget. I I gamble responsibly. I have like I take like twenty dollars when I get paid, and I go like yeah. I put twenty five cents to make it stretch out. I don't, I can't do. I can't afford to be going crazy. Going crazy like that. 
Right, you not. like to make you you're a sensible risk taker. Yeah, and it's fun, and then also I can, I I've noticed that I'm a, I know how to I know how to stop. Like I can when basketball was over, I wasn't. Yeah, it's not you know not I betting was, on baseball. Yeah, now, I was or. I was like I don't know this I don't know baseball like that. So I was like oh, okay, I'm not really. I can cut it off and cut it back on. Then I kind of cut it back on once football started. So, sure. But before that, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't gambling any money. So it's not a compulsion. Like you're not like I I have to try to bet every chance I get. But it makes the games more fun. It do make the yeah man. Like I don't even watch. I haven't watched football like that since this year, since like last year. But it makes it do makes it fun. Yeah, speak, uh, speaking of flips, man, that was a fun word that you used. Because as a person who is uh, in the real estate space, that's a that's a dream uh, of yours and a, and yeah. a thing that yeah, you, yeah. you pursu- pursued in and out. Yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up with all this shit that's going on with uh, DJ Envy and I the have. Breakfast Club? I have. And the funny thing is, the guy that kind of introduced him to the whole real estate industry was on his uh-huh. show. And it's I his like, opinion. I w- uh, oh, no, another guy. It was another guy. It was a black guy. Okay, not involved in the scam. No. It was kind Got of because it. it's it's a it's a industry called wholesaling, which I was doing for a little bit. I have a mentor and everything. I was doing that, and he came on the show and and I watched some of this dude's videos. He kind of introduced him into the industry of wholesaling, right? Which is, you know, just a branch of real estate, which is like a low entry type of thing to get into real estate when you have no money, right? So he introduced him to that, and then I guess DJ Envy got into it, and he kind of like branched out to other people and was learning different ways you can make money. I yeah. think. He got in with some wrong people and like yeah, he, yeah. went into a scam and it was just like the funny thing is I, I remember when the guy came home to the Breakfast Club and I watched that episode and I went like this is where it all started yeah they this, gave some good game exactly exactly yeah and then that, that, that brought guy, him into the industry that guy was from Baltimore actually that guy that came on the show was from Baltimore okay yeah yeah he then he met uh, Dollar General Big Pun <laughs> and shit went sideways yeah. I mean this dude this dude. It, it really is a brilliant scam for people who don't know. DJ Envy hosts The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and formerly Angela Yee, who I think left because she knew it was coming. And I don't know the scam. Uh, I, don't know this, I don't know the details of the scam. I don't know exactly what he was doing. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. No, no. Oh, no. Let, me get, let me tell you real quick, just, to, just to, so you could be on the lookout. So it was actually brilliant, right? Imagine somebody coming to you and telling you that they can, that they, if you give them $50,000, let's right. keep it on the lower end, let's $10,000. If you give me $10,000, I can turn your $10,000 into $40,000 in three months by selling a house in West Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to use West Baltimore with you because you know what that means. Yeah. Right? And there are some neighborhoods in West Baltimore that are on the come up that, you know, but it, For sure. you know, if you get in now in 10 years, you might be sitting on a million dollar right. property, but not three months. Yeah. So basically what he was doing was flipping houses in Patterson, New Jersey, which is like the West Baltimore of New Jersey. Okay. It is a dangerous area. And so there are people who he was telling them the address of the neighbor of the house. And he's like, it's a five unit, whatever, but they aren't going to go to Patterson, New Jersey because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, it's a hands off. It's super easy, real quick return. I'll give you three in three months. I'll have your 10 is 40 and you don't even have to do anything, but give me the money. Just invest. So it's like, They're it's not, like a, not, it's like a, uh, an inv- it's like an, an investor. You're an investor. Investor, don't You're an really, investor. It's they not, don't go yeah, out yeah. and check. Yeah, they just like, oh, no money. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna build yeah. it. I'm gonna do the demo, and I'm gonna and then I'm gonna flip it, and then just give you forty back. Yeah, you know, it is a it is an investment. I don't even. Yeah, it, it's not an investment. It's a loan. Yeah, but he, but th- you can't call it a loan because nobody wants to do that. It's an investment. Yeah. You invest, and it's easy investing because you don't have to don't knock do any anything. walls down. Exactly. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. You just in three months come get me. Or three months, I'll come get you, turn, and I turned your 10 into 40. Yeah. These people were never going to the areas, though. It turned out in the last like year, he made $4 million off one house that he doesn't own. Wow. So he was telling all these people, this is the address. 
give me $80,000, $100,000, $250,000, and I will turn this house, your investment of two fifty, I'm going to give you back uh Two sixty five or or like two eighty. Yeah. You give me two fifty, I'll give you two eighty in three months. Then when people were, were were coming back three months later, like, hey, where's my where's my uh profit? Matter of fact, where's my whole? Because you give me two fifty, I want two eighty. You got to give him two eighty. Exactly. So he go. So he go. Okay. Well, here's the thirty for the profit that you made, mm-hmm. and I'll get you the rest later. But what you might want to do is take the thirty since we're on a hot streak. And roll it over into this next investment that I'm doing and invest in this property. So he was stretching out the money that he owed people. He started, he was rolling up on people that were, that were running down on him for their money and giving them chains. Like, Hey man, I know you, I know I owe you 80 grand, hold this chain. And until I get you right, this dude made, they say he might've made like a hundred million dollars in scams off of like several properties, like maybe six properties. And a lot of them he didn't own $250,000 of an investment means I'm going to sell this house for $1.1 million. Why would I need you to be in on it? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, if, if, you're, if, you're, if your contribution is a quarter million dollars, how much do I think I'm going to make off this property? And these are properties in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, and, you, and, and based off what I've seen, you can tell me he was going to have people that have no real estate knowledge Oh, no. Th- listen, like, bro, this is it's, that's disgusting. Insane. That's insane. It, it's disgusting, and that's why I mean, I'm, I'm glad we fell into it because I just – I've never talked to you about the real estate stuff you were doing, but this is one of those things where – you know, I'm always hesitant because DJ Envy, there's a, a clip of him saying, like, I called all my friends to yeah, be like, yeah. you guys should get in on this. And he was like, Joe Budden told me this is a Ponzi scheme and I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> and he just couldn't see the vision of now making all this money and Joe Budden missed the train. And now two years later, DJ Envy might be going to jail. Yeah. So it is, I don't like that. The, I don't know what DJ Envy knows, but the guy Cesar Pena, mm-hmm. for him to use the fact that he's like Dominican and went to jail and knows how to talk like us mm-hmm. knows how to talk like people from the bottom and come to you or come to you know somebody that looks like us and go hey man i know we all are looking for a way up and i have it for you yeah they don't go to fifth avenue they don't go to wall street they go to people who like this ten thousand dollars that i have from t- from taxes yeah. from tax season like the 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 one like moment of a, in the year where i have a tangible amount of money and I want to try to do something with it instead of just, you know, buying things and catching up. I'm going to try to take a little risk and they go to those people. It got dark, man. And that dude's going to do a, like not that much time in prison. Most likely, you know, like if he gets three to 10 years that I think that's on the on the like longer end is like the 10 year mark. And he might've got, he might've got away with $50 million. Who's, I mean, what's his legacy though? This guy's like, an, are, you talking, are you talking about DJ Envy? Yeah. Oh, DJ Envy's done. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. He started doing the show from Zoom. Wow. I don't think they'll fire him because if they fire him, then the, the, the media show, company the that he works show. for, well, well, if I think they'll keep the show going because if they fire him, then I think the company takes liability because you're admitting fault. Like you're admitting yeah. that you let somebody come on your radio, your, come on your radio program yeah. and spread lies. And I think if they let him keep working until he has to step down, it makes them not liable for his uh, actions. Yeah. Because really, DJ Envy, regardless of if we know what he did or not, his only problem was, you know, for whatever our audience is, if I bring somebody on here and I'd say, this is the best doctor in town. Mm-hmm. You should go to this doctor. He's amazing. And then people that listen to us start going to this doctor and he ends up killing people. That's on us. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have known about this guy if I didn't tell, tell him about him and put my and put my name on the line and... and uh, Vouching for him. Oh, yeah. or va- I get that, but him. I still don't think that's fair. We, how would we know he had, uh, you know, malicious intent on what he was doing with, you know, his 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 patients? I, I don't. How do we? 
I get it, but it's like how do I how the fuck I was supposed to know he's he's around here cutting people's legs off? I didn't know he was. Well, he had a he had a he had an office next to him. So and he was doing he wasn't just bringing them on the show. They were doing little skits. It's, it gets when you look into it, it. He's like standing right next to him, like this is my guy. I saw I saw the video. He one one of them had like you buy the tickets to our seminar, we give you like a free chain. We giving out chains, and it said tickets. trap. <laughs> The cha- the chain's the nastiest part of it all. When I saw this video, if we saw the same video, when he popped open the box, I said, oh, both of them are going to prison. Yeah. yeah. The chain says <laughs> trap star. Yeah. No, it says trap lord. Mm-hmm. And then he put a red, it's a red X and like, I don't know, ruby diamonds over the trap. And then it says land over top of trap. Okay. So it says like trap, X'd out, landlord. Yeah. I said, oh, you're going to jail. Because now I know exactly who you're trying to market to. Yeah. You're trying to market to people who don't know jack shit don't about jack anything. Shit. They want, yeah, yeah. they want to make money. They want to have on. They want to make some money. Put on, buy a nice chain, and 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 just are like, what? I can fall for something easy. You're saying you'll take my ten and turn it to forty? You're here. Yeah. Any it's crazy because like once I heard the story, I go like, oh, I could, I, I can already know what type of people he was going after. Any mm-hmm. lender that I've met or talked with, it was like, oh, okay, well, show me the his numbers, and it's like, okay, well. I'll meet you at the. I'll meet you at. Go the, check the property out. The spot. There's no. I'm. Oh, that sounds. You gonna flip? You gonna make? You gonna make me thirty grand in three months? Okay, mm-hmm. we're here. Just wire. Just wire. Just wire the money not, real quick. You was, the people he was going after was trying to make some money. You know, on their last. That's last. Like you said, they got a little bit of lump sum they got where they can kind of invest in a little bit in something and kind of flip it and do better for themselves and family. And then they was just that's fucked up. And man. don't don't know that's anything. Up, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. Mm. So it's super gross. Uh, and I and I hate that. You know. Uh, a lot of these situations, whether it's real estate, stock market, there was you know, uh, stock X, any any of these things, they target people that are like uh, barely hanging on. Yeah, and tell them, hey man, listen, take religion. I don't want to get too deep, but you know, the church. You know, if you you go to you go to some of the worst neighborhoods that you that are in your city, and I don't, you might not see too many grocery stores, but you're gonna see a lot of churches. Yeah. You know, so and that's that's by design, you know, because people who are desperate seem to be the most liberal with the money. Yeah. Especially if you come with a, a dream. Yeah, man, I just think. And that, that's dark. That's dark. That's just like with sports games when you go like, oh, I have fifty dollars. Now I can turn this fifty dollars into I can hit something. Bi- it's, it's a short it's a, thing. It's a long shot, <laughs> but I can turn this fifty into fifty grand if I get my picks right. But then and when I, that fifty, when the night's <laughs> over and that fifty's just gone, and it's gone. I don't. That's why I go like I don't. I can't afford to do something crazy. Like I just there's no, no way in hell where I'm like, man, I got this fifty dollars. I need to flip this into hundred grand. Yeah. Once that shit is gone, that is it. There's no. <laughs> I mean, that's why the windows don't open in Las Vegas, man. Because listen, if that's I go crazy. to if I fly to Vegas, my mortgage is fifteen hundred dollars. I go, I'm gonna put the fifteen hundred dollars on. I'm gonna that's turn this fifteen crazy. into three grand, Never. and it's gonna turn my whole life around. Never. When you when they spin that fucking ball on that thing and your number doesn't hit and the fifth and they just take the chips. That's gone. Oh, when they take the your whole life like all the money you have in the world and they just go up, you lose. Wamp wamp. And they just take the chips. That little scooper thing. Oh, when they hook the chips. Oh, oh, it's something so painful about. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that being oh. all I had in the world I and I tried. I tried to make a play. There's no oh. way. Oh. Because it's just videos, so fast. It's like, it's just a step of a finger. It's like, you bet. Oh, man, I got, to, I got my mortgage is due, but imagine if I flip this, I can go buy another house. And it's like, I get the dream. I, 
I get the, I get it. That's Embarrassing. <laughs> and they take that money. Man. Oh, and that's the energy of the deal. And you got a wife back home. Embarrassing. You got a wife. You got a wife back home. You got to deal with. To be like, hey, uh, hey, babe. Um, I was so I was playing roulette, right? But I think that yeah, I think so that, I think thing. they cheated me because the ball yeah. didn't spit something. You know how our you know how our anniversary is on the twentieth, right? So here I am in Vegas. I'm like, I'm gonna put the mortgage on twenty because I love you so much. So I thought that's how good luck. Uh, you know, that's how good luck number. So I thought to put the you know put all the chips on twenty. Fuck out of here. Right. Why was 19? As if that's some kind of like that's close. That people pe- people piss oh, me yeah. off with numbers stuff because it's like that's not close at all. That doesn't. No. It's as random as if it, just because it's close. Yeah, it's 19 <laughs> instead of 20. But like, no, that's not how that works. No. Like, I almost you didn't almost anything. <laughs> it just landed on 19 instead of 20. You weren't you didn't you weren't almost anything. Man. Mm. But yeah, that, so you know, uh, I just I hate I hate that you know the. People in the worst conditions in society tend to be the marks. Yeah, yeah, but you and you can't, but you can't, you can't fault them for it though. Yeah, like these people trying to. I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to find a way to get the. No, no, I, like never fault them. Yeah, never yeah, fault yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I would never fault somebody who is. I'm just looking for a way out, man. Yeah. What's that movie? That lottery ticket movie where the dude's on the, on top of the roof and uh, Lil Bow Wow he lost the ticket or something oh, or whatever. The guy's like, I'm broke. No, oh. uh, it's a. Uh, lottery ticket with uh with uh Bow Wow and um, oh because Bow Wow was in lot, all about the Benjamins. But go ahead and by, all about the Benjamins is about a lottery ticket. But go ahead, I thought you was talking about that's that. fair. You know what the other okay the <laughs> other Bow Wow lottery ticket okay, vehicle got you. lottery ticket. Right. <laughs> but by Byron that movie oh, that with okay. uh, yeah, Tiana Taylor yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the guys on top of the it's so real where you know you know he's telling Bow Wow like you know we got to find this lottery ticket man because this is you just. You can get out, yeah. and you're my friend, and I I hope you get me out too. Like yeah. you are, you're my lottery ticket. Yeah. You, you might have won a lottery, but you're me being your friend is the closest of to success yeah. I'll ever see because you just won like twenty million dollars. Yeah. So like, like yeah, I'm mad. Like because because basically Bow Wow was like, ever since people found out I won the lottery, they won't leave me alone, man. I'm almost like fuck it. I hope I hope we don't find the lottery ticket. And this guy, his friend, is like, don't say that because like I need I'm hungry, man. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's lying I, on like, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is it. This is it. If it's not you, then it's then it's nothing. Yeah, I get it. And that and that's so real. You know it. what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, it just so like that movie's awful. But like that scene <laughs> is like I just feel I, I always think of, I think of we saw that in, huh? we saw that in the movie theater. Yeah, we did see that. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, at like fifteen, I had I wasn't the movie guy that I am now. I was like, this movie's kind of <laughs> bad. But that scene, yeah. that scene has stuck with me for like I don't know, yeah. fifteen That's years crazy. or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going through something, or like what was it like? <laughs> no, nah, I just was like I felt it. I felt okay, somebody's right, desperation. Right, like no, nah, I wasn't going through. I was fifteen. <laughs> I didn't. Money wasn't even a concept. But no, I, I really felt that man. It was it was some real shit. Yeah. But um, anyway, before we get to the uh, fucked up shit, I want to give a big shout out to last episode where we had Madison McGee on. Yes. People seem to be receiving that very well. Yeah. I thought that was a dope conversation. If you guys check it out, if you haven't, uh, please go do that and look for more stuff like that in the future. I, I, I want us to start having people on that we respect and that we like and do more guests, more crossovers and things like that. I would like to do more of that in 2024. But uh, let's not take up any more time because, Fran, this episode has been a long time in the making. This person has been very much a part of my life for the last year. This story has been a, lot, a big part of my life, my YouTube algorithms. Yeah. 
Um, and so I'm very excited to get to it. So but what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back, Fran. I, I mean, when did we start talking about doing this? I mean, it feels like it was probably like, like five a, weeks like ago. Month. Yeah, At it's been a while. Then CrimeCon came up. Then we came back. We had all the all the all the um, content from CrimeCon, so this fell on the back burner. But now we are here to talk about Darrell Brooks, Daryl Brooks. I'm still not really sure. I've heard him say both, and I've heard him not complain about <laughs> either. And as m- people who may have done this know, during the whole trial, he wasn't answering to any of anything. Yeah, he was saying that wasn't his name, no matter how you say it. I think it's Darrell. Um, Fran, just. <sighs> How do we prepare people for this who don't know? What were your thoughts, man? Um, I've heard you talk about it so much that I didn't even... I knew about what the incident that happened. Okay. That was the big story, but as far as the trial, I saw bits and pieces, and I, and I heard you keep talking about it. I was like, went to your house, you had like the video on pause. This, this, and this was like... It's like last year. It's like last year. And like you still watching it and shit, and then... We go to CrimeCon, you like knew the guy that did the videos. I met the excited. guy from Law and Crime. Oh, like, oh my God. I'm not a, I don't get I don't get fanned out, but I had to go shake his hand. Yeah. Cause I've just watched him on my TV so many times. Right, and I'm like, okay, well, since I didn't look into it until we like we agreed to do the story, I was like, I didn't realize how nuts this guy was. But for some reason, I always thought that this guy it. Uh, reminded me of another. Was there another case where a person did the same? Ronnie Coleman. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, that's what. That's the one. I, that's the one I know was Ronnie. Co- that's the one that I would go like. That's funny to me because his hair was all crazy and that. Was yeah, nuts. yeah, no, that one's nuts. He's to me. He's Ronnie Coleman on steroids. Ronnie Coleman had like one moment that was insane yeah. and viral or whatever. Darrell Brooks has so many of yeah. them that it you can't even call it viral. The whole th- the whole thing is just viral because yeah. it was insane. Yeah. But Ronnie Coleman, yeah, it, they're giving it's giving it's giving the same thing. Right. It's giving right. yeah, but re- self representation. Yeah, so once it's I got, giving it's giving do it myself. Once I got a chance to kind of do some research, and I go like, man, this is I see why it was so entertaining to you. I'm not really a trial court guy, same, but I I, I get why it was so entertaining to you, and like it put this huge smile on your face to like talk about it and to watch the video. And now we're doing the story, so like. Yeah, man, I, I I get it now. I, I get the hype now. I get it for sure. It it's it it's just the single-handedly the most arrogant thing I've ever seen. Like representing yourself, period, which I will get to obviously when we get into the story, but representing yourself with no background in law and to do it the way that he did it specifically, but both of him, both of them, let's give Ronnie Coleman that big piece of shit, because they're both big pieces of shit. Let's give them both these big pieces of shit, their their props for the way in which they did it, which was very like uh <laughs> You guys don't even know the law. You know, like well, there were so many moments in Darrell Brooks's trial where he was acting like. Uh, I think that was more. In, I think that was more in Brooks' trial. Brooks' trial than it was in. Then Ronnie like, Coleman's. Ronnie Coleman was just like yelling. He was just. And I mean, he was out. He was out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Darrell Brooks is a lot more calculated in, in being like, "That's the law, Your Honor. Like you, you aren't following the law, yeah. and you, it, it's gonna come to light." Like he had all these, like almost like I'm gonna get the last laugh. Yeah. But let's get into it without any further ado. Let's get into. The story of Darrell Edward Brooks, who was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on February 21st, 1982, and was an absolute menace to society from his adolescence. As, as, from as early back as you can look into Darrell Edward Brooks, he was a giant piece of shit. 
uh, he attributes this to a story that is not unique in any way, but it's what he claims put him on the path that he ends at. Uh, Darrell's father walked out of his life when he was around five years old, and his mother, Dom Woods, uh, put up with Darrell and did what she could to raise him in the city of Milwaukee. I guess she, she would probably say she did her best, I suppose, but Darrell showed signs of behavioral and authority issues at a very early age. So I don't know... I'm not going to come in anybody's. Parent. You know what? I, you know what? You do what Darrell Brooks did. I'm going to come at your parenting. So I will come at her parenting. I, this guy never had a chance. No. I think that the real lesson here is that parents is tough. Anyway, <laughs> parents. Is uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? You know what? There's no need to argue, friend. Parents just don't understand. So uh, I think Don Woods, especially when we get to the end of this story. Don Woods uh, is to blame for a lot of who Darrell, Darrell Brooks becomes. Yeah. Um, By the way, that name doesn't we, exist anymore. Like Darrell? Don. Nobody's naming Oh, Don? Yeah, yeah Don is... Anybody yeah. who's named Don is at yeah. least 48. Ooh, probably like 50. My aunt is named Don. She's like... Yeah, 50, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, 50, it's a 50-plus yeah, name. Sure. It's a very sure. extinct name. Yeah, sure. I don't want to meet a baby named Don in 2023. I don't know where your head's at. <laughs> it's like being a Shanice. These are just names that just don't. Shanice is not a bad these name. These names. It's not a bad name. Shanice? It's not a bad name, it's not, but it's, it's very not an like. I was, name. I was 27 in the 90s. Yeah. Don is. Don probably went back further than the 90s, but the last. Both Don and Shanice have gold bangle earrings. They got finger waves. Yeah. Like th- these are very specific women who I don't think exist in 2023. There is no. Don and Shanice are not city girl names. No, for sure. There's not a young 23-something, 20-something named Don and Shanice. And if they are, we'd love to talk to you. Please email us at affirmativemurder at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story and how you ended up with that name. Anyway, so let's get to the real fucked up shit of, or like the beginning, you know, the opening act of Darrell Brooks' shitty, shitty life. So in 1999, at the age of 17, Darrell was sentenced to three years probation for causing substantial harm to a person. He sliced them in the face with a box cutter or a knife of some kind while in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so from 99 to 2005, Brooks committed several petty offenses that violated his probation and landed him short trips uh, to for correctional facilities until in 2006, when he was found guilty of statutory rape of a minor and conceiving a child with Erica Patterson, who was 15 years old at the time, while Brooks was nearly 25. So super gross. And there's a lot of based on. You know, I, I haven't been able to get a definitive story, but based on some of the things Erica Patterson said and a lot of the things Darrell Brooks said uh, during his interrogation, I think he was some kind of wannabe pimp situation, yeah. and he met Erica Patterson and then started running game on her or whatever. In his mind, he was doing some player shit, but she was a 15-year-old kid, and he was a 25-year-old man. Gross. And he ended up impregnating her, and uh, he was found guilty of that in Las yeah. Vegas. And, or in Reno, in Reno, and Nevada. that's... Like, that's- and just a sneak peek into ahead of the program. That's one of my clips. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's oh yeah, yeah, the, oh that is the that might be the quintessential that might be the quintessential clip. So we definitely got to play that one. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. He posted bail, which was set at a hundred dollars, and a bench that's warrant it? was issued because yeah, that's apparently you know I guess if the bail's a thousand dollars, then you only got to pay ten percent. Okay, so yeah, hundred dollars, okay. yeah. Uh, so they they issued a bench warrant because he skipped the hearing and didn't show up to court for the uh, statutory rape charge. Uh, following his conviction, Judge Patrick Willis gave him a two-day prison term and a fine that he never paid. 
So, you know, he ended up uh, getting convicted and serving out the, t- the prison sentence, but just never pays anything. So now he's always having these warrants and can't go to this town or has to leave this town because if he gets arrested, he's going to have to, if there's a reckoning. He always has all these reckonings yeah. and he just runs yeah. from them, you know? But I mean, like, what do they expect you, how do they expect you to pay these fines over time? Like, how does that, because like, you got to at least call, it's like, shit, and I mean, I'm out of jail. I don't have. It's like taxes, bro. It's like, you got to call and t- you got to put something on it. <laughs> yeah. You got to set you up. Can't a, you can't get on my criminal gonna, tab or my, like my jail tab. Or yeah, no, tab. you, well, you, you can, but he wasn't doing that. <laughs> you got to call and be like, look, man, y'all can take, I'm going to give y'all $50 a month or. Oh, okay. Something you gotta do. You can't got just you. not do it. You got, got a few. You got a fiduciary responsibility. You, make it, you can do installments on. Yeah, it you gotta it. set something up. You gotta set up some afterpay or some. You got. Yeah, no, you gotta set something got up. Government. You gotta do a Klarna uh, payment plan. Yeah, you gotta do a Klarna <laughs> or something. You can't just be like, I'm just not gonna talk to him and never talk to, and and I'm never gonna pay him either. Cause guess what? Warrant <laughs> run. I'm gone to my. Yeah, you, you got, <laughs> And now you. Yeah, that's, that's what that was. His thought I was like, guess what? Ain't nothing faster than a pume, and he gets the fuck up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, even the bank account can outrun the pume. You ever heard of meet me? Fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Pay to the order of meet me, meet me, pume, and it's like a hole in the wall that's he's shaped like him, and then he never came back to Reno, Nevada again. That's his logic. Like I just won't, I just won't I go back, back to yeah. Reno, Nevada. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what are you gonna come get me in Wisconsin? No, I just won't go to Reno anymore. That's logic to me. There's so many states. I just go to one of the other states. <laughs> I get that. But he was crossing off state. He was. He was. He kept getting in trouble yeah. in all these That's different like, hey, cities. Man, it, it, it's not going to be too many places you can be able to go, man. You keep running. Eventually, the <laughs> eventually the shit is going to catch up to you. Like it's fifty states sounds like a lot, but when you keep running through them and doing all this dumbass shit, you're like, well, man, can't go to Sheboygan anymore. <laughs> all right, <laughs> like, crossing like, off the list. Yeah, it's like the whole map is red. Can't go to. Maine, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, he's never paying these fines and these uh, all these things, and he just skips town. And after several more years of petty and violent crimes, including everything from felony strangulation and suffocation to giving false identification to police officers during a traffic stop, like he just is doing everything. He reminds me a lot. Of, a lot of his uh, sporadic history reminds me of, sadly, rest in peace, DMX. He was the biggest thing on the, on the planet, doing double platinum. Yeah in one year yeah. and he was a drug addict and you could find him like in Yonkers in a project building with a dog with like a million dollars worth of jewelry on his neck. He was really like, I, I'm from the bottom yeah. and I'm not going to ever give that up. He was a real, he was my, he might be the realest dude of all time. Darrell Brooks, the opposite of that, yeah. <laughs> but similar sporadic thinking right. and just doing dumb shit and more. His was more so uh, I just don't want to get caught. So whatever I got to do to weasel out of this situation, lie, lie, we'll get to some of the other things that he did to literally get out of situations. But like, he just doesn't want to get caught. He does not like accountability. And so it is so interesting when you go through his, his criminal history, when you find, when you get to the end of the road for him, literally, it is still this, uh, I'm just, he's just a weasel. He just doesn't want to get caught. He doesn't want to have to take accountability for things and he'll do whatever he has to do to try to make that not happen. So, uh, Brooks found himself back in Milwaukee after an incident in 2016 where he was detained for violating Nevada's sex offender regulations because he never signed up on the re- sex offenders registry, registry which was a, re- a requirement of his uh, conviction. Yeah. So, you know, once he got arrested and they're like, we need to know where you are at all times. Where, you know, and he's like, 
man, you you guys don't even know what's going on. She's a liar. <laughs> I just like her. It's the most useless thing I have right now where, like, <laughs> it's not a good party trick where I'm like, you want to hear my Darrell Brooks? They're like, who the fuck is yeah. that? Like, you don't even know how good it is when I start doing it. <laughs> so uh, a warrant for his arrest for skipping bail was issued on August 15th of 2016. He simply relocated back to Wisconsin and never showed up in court in, in Nevada, you know, and just never went back, which is easy peasy. That's how you solve that problem. Darrell spent the next three years trying his hand at a rap career as a 33-year-old man. Yeah. He does have a, he went by the name he does have a banger I'm sorry he uh, he went by the name <laughs> he went by the name Math Boy Fly and he made many classic videos including the 2019 video for a song called Half a Ticket mm-hmm. where Brooks uh can be seen posing in front of his mother's burgundy or red Ford Escape friend uh you you had a song that you I were do. really feeling I, that you wanted I, to play I, for I a moment I just want to play that song for a little bit so this is uh the song this Math Boy Fly he has a song called Fly Shit. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you had a chance to go look at some of these videos and go to the comments, man. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious, man. But here is um, fly shit from uh, Math Boy Fly. Honey calling on the line, I couldn't blush still. Four hundred twenties, I just counted off a drug deal. You ain't a grinder, you got fronted how your plug feel. Get them in, get them gone, that's how my plug feel. We was sliding on the out, now that's a hit. Keep a blicker when we move, we got them sticks. Red bottoms on the J, sell the sauce then. I was running through a south ten. Oh one, I was running through the south ten. Yeah, so uh, I don't want to, you know, I just want to play a little. Yeah, bit. we don't need to. We don't. We don't need but any there more. There is a comment on here that I don't know if you can. See, can you see this comment? Uh, not really. Okay, but go says, ahead and read it. It says uh, he's about as good as a rapper as he is a driver. That's people. What we'll, people uh, don't care, man. People that's that, don't that's give that's that's. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's cold blooded. Uh, cold blooded. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So he he moved back. He relocated back to Wisconsin, and he started making uh, going all in on his rap career, which I'm sure he was doing music before then. But when he moved back to Wisconsin, is when he really tried to you know try his hand and started posting things on YouTube, yes. like what Fran just played played Fly Shit. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, um, it wasn't really paying it out for him. Wasn't paying the bills. Along with those videos, you can find content of him like from you from his old Twitters and stuff. Um, posing in front of Jaguars and being like, look at my car, y'all, or being like, uh, hey, man, I'm just telling y'all, y'all got to just believe in this shit and never stop believing, and you'll make money like this. And he holds up like $600 or something like that that he probably borrowed from a girlfriend or his mom or something. And he almost is trying to say, y'all know how I rap, right? Well, this is from that. Yeah. And it's like fake it till you make it. So he's a very fake it till you make it kind of guy as well. Uh, In July 2020... Brooks got into a dispute with his nephew named Anaje Brooks over a cell phone. He shared a four-bedroom home in Arlington Heights, Milwaukee, with his uh, mother and Anaje, and the dispute led to Darrell Brooks firing a gun at his own nephew. Uh, he was given a bond that was reduced from $7,500 to $500. He posted bail, and by he, I mean his mother posted okay, his bail on February say, 21st, keeps, 2021. Why he, he just keeps getting out. People just ban his bail. Mom, what friends. Mom, friends, girlfriends, uh, yeah, people have enabled him his entire life, and it was no different up until a 33-year-old man shot a gun at his nephew, and they still were like, well, we got to get him. Because you also got to imagine the phone call that comes when he gives him, man, mom, you know he was in there talking to me crazy. Like, you can't just leave me in here. They arrested me. It wasn't even my fault. He was talking to me crazy. And so she goes, okay, Darrell, I'll come and get you out. Because I wouldn't want this guy to keep calling me. This, guy, this is the most annoying person and he's such a manipulator and he like, 
and he he like grates on you until you just acquiesce to whatever he wants. Yeah. And he tried to do that during his trial, which we'll get to, but it was it just wasn't it wasn't happening. This is a guy who's been able to his whole life, I don't know, bully people, intimidate people, women mostly, and get his way through like beating them down verbally and also physically. And he wasn't able to do that during his trial, which I'm so excited to get to because he's such a failure and an embarrassment. <clears throat> so shortly after posting bail, he was arrested again around the beginning of June of, uh, of 2021 on domestic violence allegations, this time in Union City, Georgia. So he just is jumping around to these most random cities in these states. He's in Union City, Georgia. He's at a hotel, which is more like a motel, like a pay-by-day motel. And he's there with Erica Patterson. Um, and uh, their guests, their other guests at the place said that he was, uh, claimed that he claimed to have heard him punching a lady who was Erica Patterson mm -hmm. repeatedly. And he, the police came and they arrested him. He made bail once again and fled back to Wisconsin. So again, when you bump, when you make bail, when you get bailed out, you still have charges. Yeah. You know, like, so, you know. They're just out until he has trial, just, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So you have pending charges. He has pending charges in like multiple states, multiple cities, multiple cities in the same state. He's a piece of shit. Uh, five months after this incident on November 2nd of 2021, he was arrested after he was accused of punching Erica Patterson, the woman who he impregnated when she was 15 years old. Wow. Um, and he was, also in, he was also accused of intentionally striking her with his car. Mm. His mother, Dawn Woods, posted his $1,000 bond, a move that she later came forward to say that she regrets. You don't regret any other ones? I mean, like... What's yeah, I mean, you on? keep letting him out and he keeps <laughs> doing things that get him arrested again. Like, he's... Let him, let him, let him sit and... Maybe let him ride out a trial one time. Yeah. Let him sit for a little bit. And it's too late now. So, we're now in November of 2021. Earlier in the month, he has uh, been accused of striking his ex-girlfriend, girlfriend, child's mother with his car. Um, and now, uh, you know, we're starting to get to the day in question, uh, Darrell Brooks life of being held unaccountable for every reckless action and being bailed out of his punishments, both literally and figuratively by flaws in the bond system, which, you know, I, I don't have the knowledge to address, but it clearly is a problem that, you know, there is no, not, I'm not saying I'm an advocate for three strikes, but I feel like you should be able to have your bail, your bond re revoked if you are a repeat offender who is not learning lessons, they, especially if it's a petty crime again, like it's a petty crime. You're not allowed to just go back on the streets cause you're going to, you're going to run. Yeah. I feel like he's demonstrated that enough times where it's like, don't let him bond out. Cause he's just going to flee, raise the bond. Yeah. I, you know, I just feel like something, there was a flaw well, there. I, it's, 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 I mean, why? Cause it's past, cause it's past criminal history. Not yeah, because I mean, of, it's not because of the, not because of the, um, the, the, um, the, how uh, drastic the crime right. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, I'm not saying domestic violence is not a big deal, but he's been arrested for that before and he's been able to bond out. So it's like, if he has a history of this, raise the bond up or revoke the bond and let him ride out of trial. But again, I don't have the knowledge to understand why that would happen, but this is a guy that's been getting in trouble since 1999. Yeah. It's 2021 now. It's 20 years of offenses in and out of prison, in and out of States fleeing bench warrants, open warrants, Maybe the state need the money. I don't know. Maybe they, he keep paying. So I like, guess yeah, he keeps throwing these five hundred dollars, thousand dollars. Like yeah. I, you know, who are we to turn money away? You should be the criminal justice system. Is the problem? You should be. <laughs> it's your job is to convict people on crimes, and yeah. then they keep getting bonding out and fleeing. So 
Clearly, there's some kind of flaw in the bond system that he was exploiting. It wasn't intentional. It just is. It's not like he found some loophole, but he he's exploiting the fact that they're offering him bond, and he can call and beg his mom for money, and then she bonds him out. But he's also manipulating the people around him who are paying their hard-earned money to bond this guy out. It's like throwing money into a fire, honestly. Like bailing this guy out is like taking your money and throwing it into a fire. I would much rather invest my money with Caesar Pena than to bail Darrell Brooks out of prison. I would much rather, that's a, it's less risky to invest your money in a scam than to bond this person out of prison. It is, it is, or jail. It is, uh, it is literally a waste of money. So, um, and his mother, Don Woods is at the top of that list. So all of these things culminated in one tragic event on November 21st, 2021, a day that started like most days in Darrell Brooks's life. This day started with him being a piece of rancid garbage. Uh, Darrell Brooks started his day by taking the car registered to his mother and driving from Milwaukee to a, to neighboring Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is about 25 minutes of a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he arrived in Waukesha to see Erica Patterson, who earlier in the month he was arrested for after assaulting her and physically attacking her both with him, his person and his car. Um, and also from that night, a protective order was issued, so he wasn't even supposed to be around her. So this guy just wakes up on the wrong side of the law every day. He's like, what, what can I do today that's illegal? Now, also keep in mind, <laughs> like, like, what can I do today that's illegal, man? Let me, like, uh, pretend that I work for the CIA and get pulled over. Or, like, let me just go steal something, like, innocuous just because. I can do what I want. But it's also important to, in the case of Erica Patterson, this is a young girl that was abused at a young age, tied to this man for the rest of her life because they had a child together. And, you know, so he's able to manipulate her in a lot of ways. But one of the most fucked up things that he did was he convinced her to move to Wisconsin, you know, because she was uh, homeless, struggling, and he convinced her, like, come move to Wisconsin. My mom will let us stay with her. Let let us stay with her. She moves out there. They're sleeping in the the car outside of the mom's house because the mom doesn't have room in the house. And then he starts beating her for the uh, who what who knows amount of time he wow. beats her again and this time she goes you know what i'm i'm done and she moves to a woman's shelter in waukesha yeah. but she's only in wisconsin no family no nothing because he convinced her to move up there you know because he promised her to, he'd be different it'd be different well we got we got stability here my mom will help us out and so he ends up moving her out there gets into a fight and she's now staying at a woman's shelter and now they've been arguing all morning on November 21st, 2021. And he decides, you know what? This fucking bitch is, she, man, she keep disrespecting me. She owes me money for some reason that I can't really explain. But she owes me money. She said she's going to give it to me. I'm going to go drive and go fuck up her life again today. I'm just gonna, that's just what I do. He hops in his mom's car, drives 25 minutes to Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, runs in or meets up with Erica Patterson because she agrees to meet up with him. And they start getting into an argument, which we'll get into right now. So, so he's in Waukesha. He meets up with Erica and they're uh, at a park called Frame Park near downtown Waukesha. And after the two had been arguing over the phone um, over text all morning, Erica was uh, no more receptible to a conversation than he was once they were in person. It didn't like calm down once they were in person. Yeah. So like I said, Erica was living in a women's shelter in Waukesha. She was hanging out with her friend. Um, and they separated so she would go meet with uh, Darrell at this park. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after meeting up and driving around in Darrell Brooks's Ford Escape, the two got into an altercation about Erica Patterson not bailing Brooks out after he was arrested for allegedly attacking her physically, both with his person and his car. And Brooks struck Patterson in the face. He, he like basically open hand knuckle smacked her from the driver's seat to her 
left side of her face. He hits her, and then she ends up jumping out of the car while it's still moving a little bit. Oh, um, after which, she called her friend Corey Runkle, who she separated with to go meet up with uh, Darrell Brooks. She calls her friend Cor- Corey Runkle, and uh, Brooks followed Erica on the street while driving in his car, basically driving next to her and being like, get in the car, or you owe me money, whatever. So they're yeah. having a public dispute. He's driving his car down the street five miles an hour while walking next to this woman. Corey Runkle, who's you know in pursuit to meet up with her friend who's in trouble and her friend, a man named Nicholas were, uh, they end up meeting up with Brooks. Brooks get out. Of, he gets out of the car. He gets into an argument, not with Nicholas, but with Corey Runkle, they get face to face, nose to nose. He ends up mushing her face and getting back in his car. Once Nicholas steps up to, he like takes his jacket off to get into a fight. He's like, you know what, man, y'all not even worth it, man. You're the police. Y'all talking about calling the police. So as soon as a man was like, I'll fight, yeah. I'll fight you. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what, man? I don't even have time for these type of shenanigans. I'm getting That's back in the car. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, back yeah. in the So he got back in the car, peeled off, and called them all kind of names, and then drove away once he heard the threat of the police were going to come. So Darrell Brooks flees the area. Mm-hmm. And at the same time of this altercation, the 60th annual Waukesha Christmas Parade was beginning, with families lining the route starting at the corner of Pleasant and East Main. Uh, the Milwaukee dancing grannies, marching bands, and uh, other floats were starting to get set up to cheers of the, from the crowd. Not the dancing grannies. The man. dancing grannies, man. Uh, a day of fun amongst the community of Waukesha turned into a nightmare when a maroon or red, I kind of, I wrote maroon because it doesn't, it's not like, it's like a more like a dark red. I wrote red because it looked red. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a dark red kind of to me, but I, so, but but in my notes, I kept writing maroon. So, but I will, I do want to like, it looks red. It could be red is, red is maroon. It's the same to me. So a red Ford escape came barreling down main street with the police giving chase after the driver of the vehicle, Darrell Brooks, blew through traffic blockades at, you know, speeds that are not, Criminally fast, but definitely criminally fast when people are walking in the street. Yeah, when it's a parade. Yeah, so he was doing I, like 20. I've seen yeah. a video recently. I don't know if you saw this about a guy. Uh, I don't know how, how recent this was, but he had, the guy had like a a, a, um, a video camera in his truck, in his car. Oh. And he was like on the phone yelling because the because they blocked the, the uh, highway exit off to where he was going. Uh-huh. And he was like yelling at. The police or whatever, like you know, the fucking why you blocked the roads, and he was like, "Fuck this!" and like drove past the, the little, you know how they got trucks with the little arrows that yeah. blocked the. He drove through that. He went through the parade, and oh, was there was crazy. this was a parade situation too. Yeah, he, he didn't hit anybody, but he was like, "Fuck you!" He was just like, he didn't hit anybody, but he was just like going. He was like, "Man, y'all blocked all this. This the only way I can go to where I'm going, and I'm not about to detour." 15, 20 extra minutes to do it. No, he went through the, he just went through the shit. But that's that's the thing about situations like that. Cause that happened to me like two weeks ago. There was people working on a burst, a burst water main line. And it was right at the left turn to go into my gate. Like, but the guy is saying, yeah, this is blocked. So you need to go back around and then hit that main street, go down the street and then cut through the park and then come around and come up the other way up the road. And I'm like, my guy, if you move this sign, (laughs) It's a left. It's right, I live right. I live right yeah. here. And eventually I did a little bit of that. I wasn't aggressive, but I was like, come on, man. Like, you're just you just told me to do like a 10-minute detour. And yeah. I live right here. And so he moved the sign and he let me in. But on yeah. the in a situation where you don't know what the hell's you're like, this this road's blocked for the next mile. When you go to do what this guy just described you saying, and Darrell Brooks just did, and you end up like there's a marathon happening. Like people are running in the street. You're like, and now that's when your heart, you're like, oh, I'm committing a fucking crime. Yeah. 
And yeah. again, I think that's what happened with Darrell Brooks, where you go, oh, I just didn't want to go around, or this is the way I wanted to go, and now I've committed a crime, and now I, I don't want to get caught, and now it keeps escalating. Now I hit something. Now I hit a person. Now I hit a person. Now I need to really get out of here. And it just kept yeah. like, I don't want to get caught, it but it's just here. getting worse. Now I have even more reason not to get caught. Yeah. First I hit a truck. Now it's like, no, fuck that insurance. All this time. I'm, not, I'm not on the insurance. I got to get out of here. Then you hit a person. Then it's like, yeah. now you try to escape and then you uh, hit more people trying to get away. It's like, it now it's like, it's all I can worse. do, I have to get away. Yeah. That's not an excuse. And we got a long way to go, but I just kind of wanted to, when you brought up the guy that you're describing, yeah. that's got to be scary when you go, fuck this. I'm not going to, you're not going to hold up my day. I got somewhere to be. And then you're yeah. behind runner number 0117. And you go, oh shit, this is blocked off because it's a bunch of people running in the street. Yeah. And now I got to try to, now I don't want to get caught because now I'm going to get in yeah. trouble. Now I got to yeah. try to swerve around the people. and uh, Yeah, you see, you see people trying to like not jump in front of the truck, but they going like waving their hands like, Man, yeah, like what are you what doing? Are you doing? Like, it's people. Yeah, it's like, but Darrell Brooks was like, fuck that. He was like flying. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Like, there, was, there was no chance was, for anybody. To I don't know how, it didn't look like he, you said that he, was, he wasn't going to crazy people. In that video, he like, he was, he was doing like 35. But everybody That's else fast. around is walking, yeah. and like the <laughs> the floats are going like two miles an hour, so it looks like yeah. you're like, Phew! yeah, yeah, very crazy. This is yeah, it, it, man. So anyway, he blows through the blockades. Police are chasing behind him. He's the vehicle slams into the back of marchers, barely pausing before continuing to ramp up speed and rampage down the main street. So he's hitting people, backing up, turning his wheel, trying to cut around these people. He's running over them more, like he. Knocking them down and then running over people, too. Uh, the carnage continues down Main Street until the driver plowed into a marching band and then a group of girls carrying pom-poms. I'm talking about little girls. These are kids. These are middle school, high school kids that are in dance teams. The dancing yeah. grannies. He's hitting. He's knocking elderly people over, people that are throwing out candy to the kids. It, it, this was like, by all, for all intents and purposes, this was like the most peaceful day that could be happening, and now it's a nightmare. And, yeah, and, and you're on this blockaded street, so you don't even really know how to get away. After knocking the band members down, the SPV plowed into a group of people further up the street and briefly slowed down before again speeding away. The Red Escape made its way to the end of the route and was met by an officer who opened fire on the driver, striking the vehicle three times, but Brooks was not hit. Now they're shooting yeah. guns at me. I got to get up out of here. They're shooting guns at me too. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Erica. She owes me money, and it's her fault. So in a matter of what seems like less than two minutes, the street was littered with dozens of injured people, some critically. Darrell Brooks was able to get about a mile away from the massacre before ditching his mom's car and attempting to flee on foot. He went door to door in Waukesha, shoeless, with long dreads and no coat on. It's like it's like it's November in Wisconsin, so it's brutally cold. So he does not. So everybody he walks into is like, hey, hey, listen, I'm not a dangerous. I'm not a robber or nothing like that. I just need to use your phone so I can call an Uber. So he kept <laughs> <laughs> he kept. So that was like his whole thing was he needed to get the fuck up out of Waukesha. And he was yeah. he, he kept he was. So he was talking to his mom, asking her to call an Uber and then needed other people's phone because his phone died. But it wasn't dead. It was he left it in his car. So um, he needed he needed to use somebody else's phone to call his mom to tell the Uber driver where to meet him. I mean, people don't know, but he committed a crime. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, gonna... and I'm not saying you should profile people with dreads, but dreads, no coat on, it's 20 degrees outside, no shoes on. Something's not right. Like, something's like, up. Like, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. So he was going around door to door asking people if, they could, if he could use their phone so he could call his mom. 
So uh, Darrell Brooks ended up being apprehended at a man's house. It was actually, the, the guy's really nice. He ends up uh, testifying during the trial. Um, and it's, this was just hours after the parade attack. Uh, he was arrested and brought in for questioning. And this is a thing that we talked about off air that I wanted to make sure I, um, I just wanted to contextualize. So it's important to contextualize that the state of the country at the time of this, of this situation Mm-hmm. was uh, a, a state that it's we haven't come much further, but it was at a high at a height in 2021. Um, so this story made national news headlines and the prior summer in Wisconsin, Kyle Rittenhouse had shot a protester in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. earlier in 2021, we saw the Capitol riot, which, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people who saw that um, and that incident of violence, it brought up the conversation around domestic or white domestic male terrorists. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the hot button issue of 2021. Like first there were Charlottesville, these racist white dudes, they're, they're angry and they're guy, they have guns and they're committing terrorist acts in the United States. What do we do about this? And so when Darrell Brooks does this, it was almost this uh, moment or an opportunity for what aboutism from the right where people for, and it it didn't last long because the real, um, the truth came out not long after, but when, when nobody, when it was just, I remember specifically on Twitter seeing videos of the, the car running through the parade and they're like a, ba- a black man has been apprehended. We don't know what happened. People were going, see, black people commit des- domestic terrorism too. And this is an all white parade in Wisconsin. He's black. He must be some kind of Israelite, uh, black Pan-African, oh, yeah. Yeah. whatever, you know. And, and so they were saying, you guys want to talk about January 6th, but see, it's everybody, all sides. That's what they try to do with this incident. And so I think it's important to contextualize the, the fact that, no, 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 Darrell Brooks was just a coward. Yeah. He had no allegiance to any kind of uh, terrorist group. He had no um, uh, beliefs yeah. other than they like... Try to, yeah, because yeah, they try to go to his Facebook page, see if they could pull stuff off of there. Yeah. Saying he's a, uh, what was it, Israel? Was it an Israel? Something, Some, something like something like, like a black a black nationalist, basically. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, some type of extremist and all kinds yes. of other stuff. Is, yeah. Yes, and, it, and during his interrogation, I like the the cops. They set him up beautifully, but he, this guy's so dumb. But they set him up beautifully because they ask him those questions, and he and it's the realest thing that he says. I don't, I don't have it because I I didn't clip it. But basically, they go. So do you? How do you feel as a black man in America? Like you know, do you ever get mad about white people? He's like, Nah, man, never, man. My mom, my mom would kill me if she ever caught me doing any kind of racism or. We didn't get down like that in our family. We always believed, like, you should get judged off your character and your content. And, your, and this guy had been lying through the whole interview, saying he didn't drive cars, whatever. And that was the most honest thing that he said. Really, the point is there was no method to this. Yeah. He just didn't want to get caught is the most important thing. So I, just re- I thought that was important to contextualize that, like, this wasn't some racially motivated attack. Right. He just is a coward and he was a rat in a maze and he didn't want to get caught. And he just started making lefts and rights and speeding and ran over people. And just, he just, he just wanted to get to the end of the maze so he could get away. But yeah, so that, but that was the way they tried to frame it as this, like, you know, this, this is some kind of hate crime on this parade of white people. Yeah. And, and me going into all this explanation, do you think it matters? Do you think this was good? Like this was important to contextualize that it wasn't that like it matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it matters because if we don't, I feel like, even if you don't know the story, people, you know, people like I could have done the same thing. If you told me this story, and I went like, I would have been like, oh, was he was this some racial shit? Was he yeah. trying to like hurt white people? Or, that's why when I actually was his because he's when he went into like his mom didn't tolerate him doing racial shit. I don't know if that was true. I, I, 
Right. Was it? But like, was his mom white? Was his dad black? What was it that his mom? She probably was just a good person. It was like that's what I mean. I think shit. yeah, right. I, yeah. Or it was just like I have. I live in I, my you know parents are biracial. I'm biracial. So like, yeah. Yeah. So like I'm biracial. So like we just didn't. That wasn't something we believed in or something like that. So that's why I asked. No, I think either one of his parents white or black. I think it just was one of the five. Uh, lessons that his mom gave him in his entire life okay. is like, you know, don't yeah. steal, which he did. Don't hit women, which he did. Yeah. You know, racism is hey, bad. He but wasn't racist, so it's like, yeah, it's like you got that a, was stuck. You got one of the five. That was, so was like he had to some follow <laughs> one of them. That was stuck. Well, you know, that none of that had to do with crimes. He's like, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm trying to hit this lick, so I'm gonna steal. Fuck my mom. Yeah. But like, one thing I won't do is treat somebody yeah, a special, particular racist. way based on their color of their skin. How my mom, my mom taught me better than that. <laughs> Do whatever you want, just don't be a racist. Yeah, so like I'm saying, I say all this to say that I think the story was initially boosted uh, by that tension in the country, and I also wonder if that possibly tainted the jury pool in any kind of way. Not that it matters, you know, like he did something wrong, but if every if if the jury thought that this was a, like a, a a black terrorist, mm-hmm. maybe the death penalty is on. I don't know if they have the death, I don't think they have the death penalty in Wisconsin, but I'm just saying. I don't know if I don't know if it matters if the jury pool was tainted, but I mean Darrell Brooks, he thought it mattered and he tried to use it to his defense many times. Yeah. It it didn't go anywhere. But I'm just saying, I say that to say, I don't know if he was wrong, but I don't care. Maybe everybody on the jury was looking at him like, you fucking racist, terrorist, black lives matter, fucking what maybe they were looking at him like that, but like, I don't really care because you killed six people. And yeah. the video says everything I need to say. He was guilty from the they caught him on video. Yeah. With the with the window down in the car, running people over. So and you ain't here acting like a nut. So it's like and that, <laughs> and on the cherry on top is you are not doing anything to redeem your character in front of these right. ju- in front of this jury. So maybe they maybe there were some racist people on the jury, but it, I don't think it swayed anything. So this incident left six people dead and over sixty people injured. Not to mention the trauma on the town that this attack left on the city of Waukesha. And his motives are kind of irrelevant, other than the fact that. I think his biggest motive is I would not be here if it wasn't for Erica Patterson, which is so. You're not taking accountability. It's, yeah. it's who he is as a person. Like he plays this domino effect game in his mind when he doesn't realize he put every domino in. You can't play dominoes without setting the dominoes up. Yeah. So he's like, well, if I wouldn't have drove to, if I wouldn't have drove to Waukesha, I wouldn't have gotten a fight with Erica. Then I wouldn't have drove the car through the parade. But it's like, well, you drove, you got in your car. You got in an argument, you drove there, you hit her, she got out of the car, you then stormed off angrily and then drove through a parade. You did those things. And he can't really, it'll always be, man, you know, because women, man, they, you know, try to do everything for her, try to, you know, give her a better life, and she does this to me. Like, as if she drove the car. Yeah. And I don't think he'll ever see it any way different than that. So, on February 11th, 2022... Brooks and his attorneys pled not guilty to all 76 charges stemming from the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack. Mm. So, friend, let's talk about professionals versus amateurs for a second. <clears throat> um, we think, we both agree that professionals are necessary, right? Yeah. You would rather somebody who has experience in putting brakes on your car, put your brakes on a car, than somebody who is going to do it for cheaper but has never done it before. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the legal system is no different. Uh, it's so fucking complex. When you talk to people that have passed the bar and the, the amount of case law and history and things that you need to know, uh, both locally and then like federally, and navigating that, being able to formulate a defense for yourself can be so difficult. 
especially when you have not a single drop of background in criminal law. <laughs> and so you'd have to be a complete idiot, I would think yeah. you would agree, to try and go at it alone. Especially if, like I said, you have no background in criminal law. And it's also important to note that when you decide to rec- represent yourself pro se, you don't get a, uh, there's no defense team, which I don't know how fair that is. I, that it, this, it's, it's interesting. This case has made me think about so many what things. What do you mean you don't know how fair that is? Well, okay. If you are the prosecuting attorney or yeah. if you hire a legal team, they get to have, they have co-counsel. They have, uh, you know, all these things. Now he could, he, if he had money, he could get researchers and those kind of things, but he cannot, he cannot confer with people at his table. No, but the and I don't, I don't think that should be granted to you either. No, but but like why? But like it's such a because like. You, but why you, not? If you go and go like I want to represent myself, me and my okay, team want to represent. Is, where's your okay? Where's your team? You got to have a. T- where's your, But he's not allowed. He's not allowed to have a team. What if he could? Not together, to what, have if he, a team? what if he could put it together a team of like his cellmate, uh, another guy that knows oh, law? So he could there. So he could. So he. he you're not, not allowed, allowed to. if you okay, represent okay, yourself. Got you, okay. If you represent yourself in court, it is you. Versus the prosecution. You are not allowed to have a co-counsel, anybody giving you advice. It's just you versus them. But if you have, if you pay an attorney, the attorney, OJ Simpson. Yeah. When you, if you hire an attorney, you, they, it's it's seven lawyers. Yeah. Well, maybe you got to have like documents for that. Maybe it's like a, maybe, you know what I mean? Like they have a permit. Maybe that's, maybe those things are involved with like, this is a business. Yeah, an established business, and they, and and guys, they pass the bar. Yeah. Exactly, reputable and a, and a professional, and you have a team. That's all goes in with the law. You have a law team, mm-hmm. not somebody that comes in here and go like, "I want to represent myself," and he comes in here with. That's I guess that's yeah. just not fair. Like you can't. Well, it probably like makes a mockery of the court. I don't really know, but it, but I don't know because you're like my cousin Craig. One time he beat a speeding ticket, so I want him on my team. This is what? my dream team. Yeah, back Dem- to, back to each other. And yeah, shit. Demarcus. <laughs> Boosted over seventeen vehicles in the new in the New Jersey area and never served a day in prison. They fucking come on it. They fucking come on it like a football game where they like yeah, it's like the name <laughs> it's and a, yeah. <laughs> Calvin Thomas, uh, Rikers Prison, uh, uh, <laughs> second degree assault. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I know everything about assault. Okay, that's I can get the Erica Patterson thing thrown out. I know all the laws around that. I, I went through that whole thing. Yeah, Your Honor. They all got uh, shirts on that's like tuxedo uh, best man shirts, but. Like make it look t-shirt. like they got, it's a T-shirt with the suit on it. <laughs> it's crazy. So I guess that's probably why they don't let them. You don't get to have a, a self representation team coming in. Nah, man. This <laughs> this is not a joke, man. This is not like a. Well, he like did his best. To, he did his best to make it a joke. <laughs> it's like a bit, fucking. All these people that who's not professionals, they fucking, they all have criminal history. Yeah, coming in here trying to re- represent a, a friend they know. Like now, if I was a prosecution, I would go sure. Oh yeah, because this is a cakewalk. Easy dub for me. So this is a layup. <laughs> this is this is a layup. That they said so many times. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So anyway, there were some things that his he had counsel before he decided to represent himself. It was short lived, and then he asked to represent himself. But um, like I said, the legal system is so it's just so uh complex, man. That yeah. it's just it's just crazy to try to go at it alone. But uh, two things that or one thing that his his counsel was able to do was. They tried to request a change of venue because they didn't feel like he would be able to get a fair trial in Waukesha. That was not allowed. And they requested a new judge. That 
was allowed. And so they successfully got a new judge named Jennifer Darrow, who ended up being the judge for the trial. But they did request a new judge. I guess they thought that the judge that was the first judge was biased or they were able to prove something. Or I guess you can request it. It doesn't have to. Think, I don't even know how much you have to prove, but you can go. We want a different judge. Yeah. And which, they, I, which I think she played a big part in why this why this court case was so entertaining. Well, she was she's brilliant. And we'll get into that because um, she did something really brilliant that people were attacking her for. But it all was a part of the plan. So Jennifer Darrow becomes the judge of the and trial. She was, looking out, she was also looking out for his best interest at some times. At some Sometimes some she was looking out. Was well, looking. no, she was what she was doing. We'll, we'll hear. We're here. Jennifer Darrow is her name. And it may have looked that way to some people. And maybe it was. That is her job, though. That's her job to be the referee. You know, but what she was doing was she was preserving the record and making sure that he had no ability to re- like request a plea based on any kind of habeas corpus down the line. He can't say they didn't let me speak. They didn't give me an opportunity to present my case. He can't say uh, I had an unfair trial. She made sure when he when he was coming to court, everything he did, he was coming to court in his uh, prison ah, jumpsuit. Don't no no no. I won't okay. 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 Let's not. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. But I just <laughs> but I'm just saying. Shout out to Jennifer Darrow. I just want to yeah. say shout out to Jennifer Darrow. So uh, Brooks then after getting a new judge, he requested self representation. After some deliberation, his request was granted. What came next? was hands down one of the most insane trials in the history of law. I defy somebody to find a crazier trial than this. Um, the trial then began on October of 2022. And Fran, this is my favorite part of the episode, where we are just going to play moments from the trial uh, to kind of paint a picture for people who haven't seen it yet. We're just going to play some moments. Uh, please, I know that there was one you wanted to play. If you would like to play that for the people, uh, let's get into well, it. I, well, since we was just in talking about that one, I'm going to play that one because I do want to talk about that a little bit. So... Um, Jennifer, wasn't it Jennifer Darrow? You know, like you said, was maybe you can kind of, um, kind of elaborate more on that because I don't, I don't know too much what her strategy was. I just know that to me, and based off this clip that I'm about to play, it mm-hmm. seemed like she was kind of looking out for him at some points where it's just like f- for it to be a fair trial and for you to have the best possible chance at maybe a point oh one percent of winning uh-huh. this case but that yes that was what she do, was doing you need to do these mm-hmm. things to give you a chance that's what she was doing so play yeah. the clip and then we can we can elaborate on that uh, okay yeah mr brooks we meaning myself and the jail have made arrangements by allowing folks to bring in uh street clothing for you you've appeared previously um in a suit and tie uh very appropriate for a trial if you no longer have those clothes available, the jail has a supply of clothes that they can also lend to an inmate. The reason we um, make those arrangements during trial, sir, is because this court has taken a number of steps to shield from this jury that you are in custody. Your hands are not shackled, okay? There are skirts around each one of the tables. I'm aware of the feet shackles. That's yet another interruption. Again, their arrangements have been made for you to appear in street clothes or civilian clothes. Um, I would like you to appear in street clothes. And the reason why, sir, is to reduce or even eliminate even the appearance that you are in custody. And it is your choice, though. Are you willing to go back to your cell and put on your suit? Um, It is my right to do so or to not do so. And at this point, Your Honor, who doesn't know that I'm in custody? 
I think that's a well-known fact because it's reported on every day in the media. It's shown every day on the news where I am, what jail I'm housed in, and that I'm in custody. It's virtually impossible for anybody to not know that I'm in custody. So, again, she was trying to help him out. I mean, I yes. don't know what else. Well, let me, so, so just, to, just to, you know, give that some context as to what she's doing there. She basically is saying that your hands are not shackled. Right. And we are giving you the opportunity to put street clothes on because we believe that if a jury sees you in chains and prison, prison clothes, that it could be prejudicial to your defense if they already look at you as a criminal when, you, when they see you. Right. So as to so to give you the best chance to because the a, a a trial is about convincing the jury. Yeah, they even had little things where they were like, um, so his feet are shackled, mm -hmm. and the prosecution had to ask if they could display, uh, like a whiteboard of some evidence. Yeah, and the judge was like, well, you can, but as long as you can do it from your table because you can't walk up to the bench, or you can't walk up to my bench where I am as the judge. You can't like right. basically you can't face the jury yeah. and walk away and walk away from your table because Darrell Brooks can't do that Yeah, because yeah. he has chains on his feet. Yeah. So it's like everything has to be fair. Like you don't get to do something that he that he doesn't get to do that would right. make it obvious or be, make the jury see that he has chains on his legs or yeah. that he is a prisoner and in, in any kind of way. And so what she was doing there was saying, hey, listen, we're making it clear for the record that you're not in street clothes because we're not giving you the opportunity to, to look like a human being who's not in prison. Yeah. You're making a choice. To look right. that way. So right. you can't later on on appeal say, Come back they, and say yeah, they prejudiced yeah. my defense because they right. made me out, out there looking like a prisoner. I didn't even get to look like a, you know, they, they it was made up. The, the Their minds were made up before I even got to talk because they saw me as a prisoner, right. which is probably what he was doing. And that's why he's being so combative, combative about it because it's like, and it, it even got to the point where she, she brought it up on several different occasions. And it got to the point where he was like, I don't know why you keep needing to say that on the record that you're giving me the option because he started to understand what she was doing, where yeah. they were playing this game of chess, and he doesn't know how to play chess either. He's not a <laughs> lawyer, and he's not good at chess. Yeah. So he started to see what she was doing. The guy is an idiot about his strategy, but he's not a he's not. A but idiot. there's a strategy. Yeah, it's a but dumb strategy. Right, but he's not he's not he's not stupid. I'm talking about as far as intelligent. He's not he's not an idiot where he's like. He, where he cannot pick up on things where he goes, like, oh, I see no, what she's no, trying no. to do. Yes, yes. And I'm, right. I'm able to pick up and on And I'm that. adjusting to it. Exactly. So It's that, the wrong so adjustment. That, yes, yes. It's the wrong adjustment yeah. every time. Yeah. But he is adjusting. Yeah. He is, he is mount. everything he's doing is intentional. Yeah. He's not just like, that's what you, when, you, when you brought right. up Ronnie Coleman, Ronnie Coleman was just crazy. He's just crazy. Just there was no idea. defense. He had no strategy. Darrell Brooks was trying to throw as much flim flam at this trial so that he would get a mistrial. Yeah, he was trying to he was trying to delay it, muck muck it up, mu muddy it up, and make it look so crazy that he was trying to get the jury dismissed, something. And then his frustrations mounted. I just want people to hear the baseline. Like you played a good clip. This is a clip. I just want people to hear. Like this is like the baseline of how the trial went the whole time. Obviously, there's like ebbs and flows and peaks and crazy moments, which I want you to play the quintessential moment next. But I wanted to play this because this is like how the trial just went on a good day. Put up in here. Don't even tell the jury the truth. Got no integrity whatsoever. None. None. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. So the jury's present. He's talking like this in front of the jury. He's like packing up and leaving at this point, right? He's like, you think of something? 
Oh no, he just he was putting his files away. Oh, I would like an update on whether uh, Mr. Brooks filled out a subpoena for Don Woods and provided that to the state. Has that been done? Jed, I don't believe a subpoena is necessary. We had subpoenaed her, and she was under state subpoena. Um, so I know that at least some point she had notice, but our position would be, Your Honor, that we will not be responsible in any fashion for producing Miss Woods. Mr. Brooks talks to her on a daily basis. If he wants her here, he can produce her on Monday. Yeah, they ain't got to worry about that. So I just wanted to know, because I know subpoena form was filled out. If so I, If I, I want her to be here, she's going to be here. I agree with so the just, state that... Just know that. Um, she could certainly appear. It ain't even got to be no arrangement. All I got to say is come. She don't come. <laughs> that simple. Mr. Brooks, do you intend to call her as a witness? Because I'm directing yeah, you to said, have her here at 9 a.m. We said all that at the beginning, man. Like, I don't even want to be in here that much longer. Just do what you got to do so I can get up out of here. I'm tired of being in the courtroom that has no integrity whatsoever. How can you even call yourself Mr. a judge? Brooks, I need to make a record of, of some things. I need to make a record, too. You don't when am to... I going to get the chance to do that? All right. I need to make a record. He's being removed to the other courtroom. He is yelling at me. He's not going to let me make a statement or make the record that I need to make. I'm finna, I'm finna he hasn't anyway, sat so down do for the better part of two hours. You, want. you can hold me in contempt all you want. I'm not holding you in contempt. Is this criminal or civil. So I can hit right. you with you. I need to clear the courtroom because I do need I'm to make. I'm give you what you know is coming. I need him to go to the if other courtroom because I do need to put some things on the civil, record. The record should reflect the between you that and Mr. Brooks is criminal, yelling at me. What is the crime? He's, he is, Who makes the claim? And what is, is I will make the record when we get back. I will step off. But Mr. Brooks, you're being taken no to the next no courtroom. Don't try to address me like that like we cool. You don't have no integrity. How can you even call yourself a judge? Making tacit agreements, being biased, judicial misconduct, trying to steal some. She's gone, by the way. She well, he's <laughs> she already so had gotten up. She already got up up making tacit agreements, uh, flim flam, uh, jolly whopping. He's just saying things. Uh, he's throwing whatever he can at the wall to see what sticks, and it, it, nothing sticks. Uh, it is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It, it's insane. He is he is truly. It's it's not insane because he he's trying to do something. And when he says there at the thing about uh civil or criminal he's just saying things that don't make any sense there's there's no legal basis for it that it doesn't even require um any kind of defense from from the prosecution or the judge they don't need to like defend what their decisions are because he doesn't he's just saying nonsense and so that's kind of the baseline for i just wanted to play that but fran please if you if you will this is like the pinnacle yeah the next clip. so this clip is where um the prosecutor brought up i don't even think he was even was going to go there at first Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, since you know it all, and like before that, he was like, <laughs> he kind of like got in detail there. You can tell that got, that got him upset. You know, you, you, you play basketball, we play basketball, and you know how somebody's like, oh, they all they know how to do is go left. And you yeah. can tell that kind of by how their feet are placed. Yeah. You can kind of predict what somebody's going to do. And what Darrell Brooks was trying to do, because he kept calling Erica Patterson back on the stand, he was trying to ruin her credit by being like, so you have five kids and none of them, you don't take care of any of them, right? You're an alcoholic, yes. Didn't you uh, commit a crime? He was trying to ruin her character. And so what the guy did when he played, when you play the clip that he's going to play, he decided to get ahead of that to say, listen, he's up here clearly trying to disparage her character. And if he's trying to do that, 
then we need to say that he plays a direct role in her character because he got her pregnant when she was 15 years old, yeah. which kind of set the trajectory of her life. Yeah. That's so if any, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So please. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you, if you will. He impregnated Erica Patterson when she was a minor in Nevada and for doing so, he was convicted of statutory sexual seduction pled guilty in March of 2007 to that felony offense and is a sex offender on the registry as a result. So if there's any causation that would lead to Erica Patterson being a bad mom, Mr. Brooks has a direct role in that causation. And that's furthermore to that. I'm not because that's a lie. Let him at finish. the end of the day, we're gonna open the Mr. door on that. No, since he want to make the record and not be accurate, so let's be accurate all on the record since you think you know so much. Once so again, we can Mr. open Brooks the door on we can open the door on how old she told me she was interrupting. We, we can ask you that question. He is over the top animated right now. Mr. Brooks, I'm ordering you to sit down and to let this no, man finish. No, I'm not going to sit here and let somebody be inaccurate on the record and lie on the record. Right. Under Illinois versus Allen, I've warned him repeatedly. He's being removed from the courtroom. Um, and you know what? Let me dial that back. We're just going to take an early lunch. One hour. We'll be back. And uh, unless he brings that letter no, and he can show it is inadmissible, she will not be questioned. And under 906.11, I will declare the cross-examination closed. Thank you. We're in recess. One hour. Get your back straight. So let's let's open the door on all of it then so we can get all of it on the record. Since you think you know so much. Everybody's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Did, did you know she said she was 18 when I met her? Did you know that? There was two moments in the trial that I feel like this was one that he blatantly uh, tried to do some bullshit. And there's another one that I think he's responsible for. So at this point, he tried to show Erica Patterson some pictures. Mm -hmm. And he was basically he was saying, if I'm such a dangerous person and you are scared of me, then why do I have these pictures of our kid in prison? Because you sent them to me. Mm -hmm. But there was no letter or anything. So the judge asked. So she just sent you an envelope with, with like with uh with some, some pictures in it. Where's the how do I how do we know these are from Erica Patterson? He's like, cause I'm telling you they're from her. Cause I said, nah. cause that's the life he's been able to live his whole life. Cause just like you gotta just take my word for it. Yeah. But the judge is a it's a courtroom, so it's like, so she didn't send you a letter saying, hey, it's me, Erica. I just wanted to give you some pictures. So you don't have anything like that. He's like, I got something like that in my cell. But I'm not going to go to my cell right now because I don't feel like it. Basically, he didn't have a letter. And his mom probably emailed him some pictures. And then he was like, I'm going to say Erica sent these to me so I can disparage her her character by saying, oh, you, how are you so scared of me? I'm so dangerous, but you're sending me pictures of our kids. And they won't ask for any other piece of evidence other than these pictures that I printed up off the off of Facebook. Yeah. And he was, and he was wrong. And so when they went, listen, we're not going to allow you to admit those pictures into evidence and say that you th that they're from Erica Patterson if you don't have a letter saying Erica Patterson sent you those. Yeah. And he got mad. And then the uh, prosecutor from the other side went, if he's going to try to disparage her as a mother, then let's put this into the context of right. it all. And then he lost his shit. Yeah. There was another moment in this where there was a, a Reddit post that basically uh, kind of alluded to it being from a juror. Mm -hmm. Like they were saying stuff like, um, we hate Darrell Brooks. And when we watch him in the courtroom, it, we go back in the back and talk about it. Now your, your, your stuff is sequestered when you get, uh, when you do jury duty, you don't have your phone. So basically what he was trying to say was, so they basically the, the Reddit post comes out, it goes kind of viral. And then the judge uh, speaks on it. Like there was this post, we don't really know what's going on, but, uh, we don't have any reason to believe that it's actually from the jury because they don't have their phones. Yeah. And then Darrell Brooks was like, hold on, Your Honor. 
I don't really know because this seems kind of shady. Like, clearly the post is from somebody who was in the jury or who was in the courtroom. And I think he wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think he wrote it and then tried to get the jury dismissed by saying somebody's in here leaking information about the trial. He made such a big deal out of it. He kept being like, and I don't even know Reddit. I don't even know what that is. I never heard of it before, but I'm like, um, it's just scary what they're doing on these uh, Reddit uh, posts or threads, or I don't really know the language about it, but I just want to say I never have heard of this. Your Honor, clearly it wasn't you, and I don't think the prosecutor had anything to do with it, but I think that something's going on, and so I think that we should maybe, um, I would like to request a mistrial. He tried to ask for a mistrial, because of a Reddit post. Yeah. And the judge was like, no. Like, <laughs> he just thought it was going to be that easy. He thought he was going to find some way to say a loophole, and they were going to go, damn. Well, he said Beetlejuice, so <laughs> we got to, like, we got to yeah. let him go. That was his whole strategy. Like, what are all the loopholes I could find? Let me just try one of them. And, and they got to let one of these loopholes fly. And none of them, none of them flew. Yeah. None of them flew, friend. So we could probably do this all day, but yeah, man. you know, do you do you do you have one last one or no? That was it. All right, I got I got one. All right, so this well, this will be the last clip that we play, but it, I could just I could do this all day and have done it all day, many a days in the year twenty twenty two, the year twenty twenty three. It's just it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So this is Darrell Brooks uh, losing his mind at the prosecution because he feels like they're mocking him. I'm going to start asking every witness up here that they seem just to mysteriously now not have any cross for have they been coached to answer the way they answer. Because well, you can't I ask find, that, but I you can ask them if funny. they've met with anyone ahead of their testimony here funny. today, which you've done funny. with other witnesses. I find it very funny that these are their reports, and now all of a sudden you can... Oh, I saw the person in the car. Oh, but Mr. Brooks, uh, this I saw is the reach for something. Oh, to I don't. Delay these I don't recall what they had on. Mr. Brooks, there's no purpose for you saying for this right don't now. Don't know what they had on. I find that All very. Right, I'm having the jury brought on, out. I'm instructing you to on, avoid man. the commentary when the jury comes nah, out. Or you will forfeit say, your right to be I present. I didn't say nothing. You, you, you. There's an issue that we do need to take up potential as to a witness by the name of Abel Lescano. He has prior criminal history. Thank you. So as long as the jury's out, we should probably discuss that. I would like to provide the defendant and the court. <laughs> this is a golden one right here. So that had to be that had to be said. So it's the defendant. <laughs> emphasis on that. That's not how it was said. That, that was how I said. You want to run the record back? That is how she said. Mr. Brooks. So I'm the only one. I got one. Mr. I got Brooks. one ear that work, and I heard that. This on, is man. to benefit on, you so that no, you not. understand Ain't none your of this to benefit me. So let's has be clear a prior about that. record. Your Honor, when I leave the table, I'm away from the courtroom, and I have to elevate my voice. This is the so alleged record of Abel Lescano. Stop oh, talking. Come on, man. Like, I don't oh. know who y'all be thinking y'all fooling. I set for value return for value this uh, document. One more interruption, and you're going to be removed to the next courtroom. That's what you want to do anyway. It's not what I want to do. Do not interrupt Attorney Opper. So can Your you Honor, tell, I can believe he has seven prior criminal convictions via OWI second from 1997. That was him banging his fist on his desk. OWI third from 1997. And OWI fourth from 2003. Criminal trespass to dwelling from 2006. Right, I need to take a break. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. He pounded his fist. Frankly, it makes me scared. That was the last clip I wanted to play because the, the defendant, <laughs> uh, he's a nut, man. I mean, listen. She did put a little bit of sauce on it. She did. She, she did. She, but like, 
compose yourself, man. That's crazy. He banged his fist on his desk and then stared at the judge like a dog, like a snarling dog, and stared her right in her eyes and didn't blink so much so that the judge went, I'm being intimidated right now and I need to leave. You know how bad that looks? So, yeah, man, absolutely insane trial. What are your thoughts? Like, as far as, like, we're not going to sit here and play clips all day. We did, we, we did enough. Like, everything you've seen, everything that you've read from the trial, like, what are your thoughts on the three weeks that this trial took to unfold? Um, I, I feel like it was, it wasn't, this trial shouldn't have been as complex as it was. I feel like it should have been straightforward. Him... But it was a lot of delay from him. From him, I know, but that's what I mean. Like it should have just been if he wasn't a crazy person and it had a and it went the trial went how with was lawyers on both sides on both. Yeah, I feel like it went a week went, under a week under went, a week. We wouldn't probably wouldn't have been doing this case probably because it wouldn't have. It would have. Fl- it would have. I mean, yeah. It's just it was just a lot of extra shit on his part. I mean, I get it though. He was just trying to find any loophole that he could find, but the judge was too. She was too savvy for yes. him to try to be try to fucking. And she gave him the rope smart. to hang himself. Like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I feel like it's important to say like everything that you that we both saw, and I'm sure there were moments where you go, "Why are you letting him talk this long?" She was giving him rope. Like, yeah, say that. Say I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I know what's going on. Yeah, say that on record. Yeah, I, I know exactly what's going on here. Yeah, because you're aware. You're not. You can't say I'm crazy. <laughs> they shouldn't have let me represent myself. Yeah. He's like, I'm. I'm very smart. It's like, okay, okay, I'm sure you are. You're very smart. She let him say all the stuff he can. There's not a thing that he could appeal this case on at all. He was not wronged in any way. If anything, he was righted. You know, like he was righted. They let him do everything. And a lot of people took offense to that because you know, seventy six people got seventy six people got injured and right. six people are dead, and they're letting him be a, make a mockery of the court. But she, I, Judge Doro went. I'm going to let him get it all out. He's not going to be able to say, I didn't let him try anything on appeal. And she did that. And it looked messy and it looked bad. And it looked like she was losing control of her court at times. But I think that every moment that she did was like, I'm going to make sure that there's not a thing he could do on appeal. And I think that that's what happened. So, you know, uh, I mean, at one point I'm not going to play, but at one point he even said, he even claimed that he had on that the shackles that he had on were shock devices. And she had, she made it, she had to make it very clear on record. Like, that's not true. That these are not shock devices. These are shock devices. And if I move any kind of way, I'll be shocked. And she had to put on record that that's not true. She had to, there was so much, she had to clean up so much shit that he said. But in the end, Darrell Brooks' self-representation gambit was a failure. Uh, The stalling, the outbursts, the subject matter jurisdiction of it all, it culminated in a guilty verdict on all 76 counts that he was facing, mm. including six life sentences, mm. uh, one for each of his victims, Lee Owen, Tamara Durand, Virginia Sorensen, Jackson Sparks, who was like seven years old, Jane Kulik, and Willem Hospel. Uh, so he was given six life sentences for that. And then for the other charges, I think it added up to like 600 years. So he got like six lives Damn. plus 600. He's, yeah, he's gone. Not, yeah, yeah, he's never getting For infinity. He also argued that during his closing argument, like, y'all are, That's too long. I can't, I can't serve 600 <laughs> years. Like, <laughs> way, yeah. he was basically, so I feel like I should have all the life sentences should be one and I should not get that many years because I can't, I can't serve all those years. Uh, he was like, just, he just wanted that little sliver of like, he wanted, you're he wanted get, some type of vic- more victory. He wanted some type of yes. victory that he can take. If he would have got six, if he would have got sixty years, he's like, well, okay, that's ninety-two. 
I could be alive still. He just wanted that. He just wanted something. And they were like, no, you're going to die in prison. We're not leaving you a sliver of light to be like, well, 120 years. I mean, if I eat good, I could probably, I could make that. He wanted that. And he would have took that as a win. And they were like, you're not getting any wins. You're in prison for six lives. You have to live six times and then live to be 647 years old. Yeah. And then you will be free from prison. I don't know. I think that's excessive, man. I... No, no. But here's again, she gave, uh, she gave, she gave everybody justice. That's why she did it. I think it, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. yeah, whatever. But it's like, you got a life sentence for each life that you took and every person that you hit, you're guilty. You hit that person, broke their leg, five years. You hit, you ran over this person, seven years. She gave every person that, in yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. justice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it as. Oh, it's like yeah, so six lives plus six hundred years. Like, what the fuck? It, from his perspective, I'm like, God damn! <laughs> like life, you would go, fuck it, I'm in here for it, whatever. But yeah. then it get like, if there was a a chance that I could live six times, I'm still not getting out of here. <laughs> not getting out of here. <laughs> hey, but yeah, by the way, did. since we want to, do you agree with somebody dying? Did we talk about this before? Dying if you what? die and somebody brought you back, do you? Do you they do just you, let you out? They let you out. That's a very. Uh, a brookie, that's a very brookie and loophole. That's a very Darrell brookie and loophole yeah. that I think I would I would try it. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this poison, and then you come back and shock my heart back to life. They gotta let me out. I did life. I did die. I did. I died in here, and now I'm alive again. This is another life. Yeah, I served my life. <laughs> and then he would be super mad when they're like, "That's not how it works," and so you're not going with. No, this is crazy. I I died. Y'all have to let me out. I did life. What if he did that and was like, all right, well, I died and came back, so now I only got to do five life sentences. <laughs> oh, he'd be that, arguing for that. that. Like, yeah, you got to take one of these off. Because he's like, I need to get a dub. I need to get Yeah, let me win. get a win some so kind of way. Work? He does would be arguing count? that. Yeah, he's like, let's go back. I want to I do a retrial yeah. and give me five life sentences. You got to knock one of them off. He'd be fighting to get back in court yeah. for that. Just to like, give me some. I, I got to go back to I gotta go back to prison. With all these people that are trying to kill me, because they had, he had to do twenty three and one. Mm. He could not be in general population because he ran over somebody. You could throw a rock in the prison he's in. You, you hit you hit somebody's arm. Yeah, you hit somebody's cousin, somebody's sister, somebody's dad. He could not be in general population. Damn. So I got to go back to prison and tell him like I, I won something, and they're like, no, you will not do that. You lose like you've lost your entire life. <laughs> but in a lighter note, though, before we close things out, I want to say in a sign of strength. And just a beautiful spirit of the town. The city will be holding the Waukesha annual Christmas parade this year on December 3rd of 2023 at around 4 p.m. Okay. Um, I think that that's great that they're not going to let this guy ruin a tradition Is that's the 60 years since, strong. Since the incident? Or? I believe so. I might okay. be wrong. But I just th- I saw that they're having it. And I was like, I don't know if it's the first one since, but they're having it. Yeah. So I think that that's beautiful and, you know, a, a real strength in that town. Because yeah. uh, this, could, this could be something that could have torn town apart people need therapy for the rest of their lives see something see something like that happen and bodies laid out all over the ground and this town i think is very adamant that they're not going to let darrell brooks win yeah and so that was the story of darrell brooks man this was a long episode but man this is a fascinating story the trial specifically obviously but this guy ran down a a parade full of people yeah man i mean we've been sitting on this story for a while so i think it was only right for us to make sure we covered it completely yeah yeah and so, yeah, uh, this was, I was most, inv- this is one of the stories I've been the most invested in over the last couple of years. Like as far as just the trial was, so, the trial was so crazy and I kept running the clips back and I really 
uh, got into this insanity of him representing himself in court. It was absolutely crazy. So, yeah, that was the story of Darrell Brooks. He will rot in prison for the rest of his life and many other lives to come. Um, he is he is gone. He is donezo. Uh, again, just for clarity, this was not a racially motivated attack. That doesn't make it okay. But I just I felt like that was important for us to like you know get on record that this was just a a weaselly guy who's never had to know accountability in his life and he didn't want to know accountability on November twenty first of twenty twenty one he and it kept escalating. Yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>